Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to Hat Trick Lacrosse Picks. Here we are for our second part of this conference tournament weekend. Tonight, we are covering all of the championship games that are happening Saturday and Sunday this week. And uh, this is one of the most chaotic. I, I, I honestly, like, I'm still recovering from all these games that we've had for the past two days. It's been so chaotic and up and down, and I genuinely have not been sure any team has going to been like going to win a game at all. Boyd, I said it. You said it earlier in the week. We said, how hard is it to beat the same team twice in a year? My, oh my, were we right, and should we have listened to ourselves? Because... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that if you didn't look at any specific team and you just picked whoever lost the first time, you would have done better than all of us so far this week. <laughs> if you knew nothing about lacrosse and you just knew in sports how hard it is to beat a team twice and you picked that way, you would have done better than all of us who has picked literally every game this year. But that is why we love this week. That is why this week is the best week of the year for a lacrosse fan. And I love it. It's painful from a pick perspective, but this has been awesome. And it continues to be as we're watching the Lehigh and Army game right now. Yeah, and then we also got Penn and Princeton uh, starting up here in a few minutes. Um, so, yeah, we'll play the winner of that game. But, man, the rest of these games, uh, Tuesday was crazy enough. And then Thursday came along and I felt like my mind was just put in a pretzel. I think only... Let me look real quick here. Only three number one seeds made it to the championship game, which is insane. Yeah. Um, I'll let you talk about it more, Blazer, but Loyola, big, big time win earlier today. Um, Albany shocked the world. Um, just so many great games this week. Uh, and you're right. That's why we love uh, conference championship week. Uh, it's when everybody just goes balls to the wall. and you know, season's on the line, man. Like, people got to throw everything they can to uh, get that AQ or that uh, at-large bid. I say we just hop right in. Let's just do it. Go into Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Who do we got first, Dry Band? Cool. Our first one is a ACC matchup, not conference tournament related. We have North Carolina traveling to Notre Dame and – I don't really have a lot to say. Notre Dame, North Carolina is playing them twice, but Notre Dame's just the better team. Notre Dame is, and I do not think Notre Dame rests anyone. I think they play this game true because I think Notre Dame realizes that if they win this one, they still have a shot at a number one seed, at least a two seed. Like, seeding matters so much, so to not take this game seriously is not the way the Irish want to enter the tournament. So, yeah, I like Notre Dame here a lot at home to finish off the regular season. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Those ACC teams, they got some easy games the next few weeks. Um, just Notre Dame, take care of North Carolina and just hope for a number two or a number one and get a favorable matchup. We move on to our first conference championship of the weekend. This is at 11 a.m. We love that start time. 
Number three and four seeds of the MAC, because of course, why would a one and two seed make the championship in this conference? We have the Siena Saints taking on the Marist Red Foxes. And interesting enough, boys, I think there's something to teams playing in quarterfinals and not having a week off. Both these teams, I think, benefited from playing Sacred Heart and from you know those those final games of the regular season, those quarterfinals, like that experience mattered. Marist continues to astound me offensively. 29 goals in a quarterfinal against Quinnipiac, 19 goals against Mount St. Mary's in the semifinal. Absurd. I mean, neither of those teams were really ever in those games. And we all knew how good Mount was. We all, I mean, Dryband took him and that was a good pick. I'll be brief here because I think it is totally brief. Siena has been a fantastic story this year. They really have. But no one is scoring more goals than Marist in the MAC right now. Just no one. This offense is unstoppable, and I think Sienna puts up a great fight. But Marist just lights them up as they have been everyone else. I, yeah, Marist shut me the hell up with their statement when against Mount. Like Mount never even got going. That was a very bad performance by them phenomenal to say the least by Marist and the only time Marist has scored less than 15 goals in their last five games was against Siena when they only scored 14. Um, I think they'll probably score more than 14 this time. Siena, like Glazer said, had a great season, but I just, I'm not going to go against them out this week. They look amazing and their offense is unstoppable. You're not going against Marist. Who did I say, Mount? You Mount. said Mount, yeah. Christ. <laughs> uh, I'm not going against Marist this week. Yeah, they're just... See, Marist has just boiled my brains. Yeah, um, this, week, this week has just put our minds through blenders, man. Um, and yeah, I think the right move is to go with Marist as well. Um, they just look like the hot team on paper. Um, and they've been playing pretty well since that Mount loss, I think. Um, I really like them in this matchup. Um, and uh, it will also be on ESPNU. I think we said that before we started recording. But uh, way to way to get, way, what a way to uh, just get the day kicked off and just proves how spoiled we all are on Saturday. Moving on, we have the A-10 championship. We have the number four-seeded High Point Panthers playing the number two-seed Richmond Spiders. Hats off to you, High Point. That was a great win today, a great upset. You guys played phenomenally. Um, honestly, like, pretty much snuffed out all of St. Joe's, all of St. Joe's very impressive spots throughout the entire season. All of the points of the team that are above average, at least in all the games that they've had before, like Zach Cole. I'm pretty sure they went like 50% at the face-off today against him, which is a great job. And they honestly shut down that St. Joe's attack too. They looked terrible and their shooting percentage was not high. I only watched the second half and it was all high point. Uh, St. Joe's went up 10-5. High point went on a, what, 11-2 to or 11-4 to run in the second half to end that game, mm-hmm. which just incredibly impressive. 
Even more impressive, though, is Richmond's performance against UMass because that was an incredibly close game during the regular season. And today, UMass did not even see, like, the light. They had no chance of winning that game. Richmond just shut them out entirely. Richmond will have home field advantage against U- against High Point um, in this championship game. And I just – the way they looked against UMass, I don't see that slowing down. I've got Richmond in this championship game. They're going to get the AQ. They might have to play in, it, play in that play-in game. I really don't think they will. But they might be a team to watch out for in the Natty Championship if they win. I agree. I picked Richmond in the semifinal, and I said I have not respected this team as much as I should have. And I'm gonna, I respected him then, and I'm going to respect him here again by taking them in this championship. Who knew, gentlemen, that at the outset of the A-10 conference, we would go through this charade and end up back at the SoCon? It's the SoCon championship. Let's be real here. These mm-hmm. two teams... You know, maybe Jacksonville in the past couple of years have been the preeminent of the SoCon. And here they are meeting once again in the playoffs. Exciting times. Uh, this has been a battle historically in the regular season and in the postseason for both these teams. Because in many ways, they mirror each other. They're two relatively recent teams on the scene relative to the broad Division One landscape. And they've also, for that reason, ascended very quickly. It's a really attractive school for players and recruits. And they've had success making the tournament. But to Dryband's point, I'm going to have to take Richmond here because I think they're just the more mature team. And they think they played, in many ways, the harder semifinal. It looked easier, but UMass is a really tough, gritty team. And, and that's not a team that I think High Point would have fared as well against. So I think that test for Richmond helps them against a more prolifically scoring high point team that I just don't know if they have much energy left after taking St. Joe's to the end. Like they poured out everything in that comeback win. And I think Richmond is just in a better position. Last point this is at a neutral site, so to speak, but it's at Richmond. So Richmond has the advantage here. The guys aren't leaving anywhere. You got to take the spiders here. I think it's a sensible pick. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree with y'all. Um, I didn't take Richmond uh, in that semifinal game. I took UMass, unfortunately. Um, just everything that I thought they would do well, they just didn't do um, t- up to their standard, I think. Um, but, you know, all credit to Richmond. They came to play and they capitalized on um, a lot of opportunities. Uh, I really like them in this matchup here, too. Um, High points just all been up and down. And, you know, that I more credit st joe's to losing that game and letting the game get away from them rather than high point taking uh making the um rather than high point just uh, making a run and winning that game um but yeah i really like the spiders here i think they with home field advantage this is a big time game for them and i think they can sniff that uh that that uh, automatic qualifier i think depending also to go back to the playing game conversation I think it's probably going to be American East, CAA, MAC, or A10, all depending on like the matchups. I think no matter what, it's going to be a MAC team in that play playing game. Oh, most certainly, most certainly. Yeah. yeah, but we'll just see how how the cookie crumbles tomorrow because tomorrow I we all know that it's just going to be as as insane as it has been this past week. Yeah. 
And one last thing before we move on to our next game. I, I, as a commentator for this sport, I want to be as critical as I can without being as biased as possible. And I have been incredibly biased of a certain A-Sun team this season, the Jacksonville Dolphins. And I need mm-hmm. to make a point that the St. Joseph Hawks this year also were touted incredibly highly coming into the season. And I don't want I don't want the end of their season to go without also making a point of saying that that team could also be on the list of most disappointing teams in the D1 history for a season going into it and underperforming incredibly low, being in such a, dare I say, average conference as the A-10 this year and losing in the semifinals. The only reason that I don't think they make that list is because they actually won the regular season, but St. Joe's, uh, I need to stay critical, even though I did like that team a lot. They're not getting into this national tournament for good right. That team was just, they lack something this year and it showed. And like I said already, hats off to you, High Point. You exposed them for being frauds. Good for you. Absolutely. Moving on to our America East Tournament Championship, we have Upset Kings, Albany, after their insane performance against Vermont at Vermont, playing the number two seed, Bryant Bulldogs. Uh, Way to go, Scotty Marr. I don't know what their defense did and what uh, Albany's goalie had for breakfast, but oh my God, they locked down Vermont's offense like nobody has this entire season. Um, I mean, four goals in a conference tournament game. God, good job. Then again, on the other side, Bryant, my bias is going to show through for this one. I'm taking Bryant. I love the Bulldogs. I love the way they play. Their offense is electric and just super fun to watch. And yesterday they had a gritty win against Binghamton. And they were one of the few teams to win against that same team again and do the two win in one season. As we said, it's been such a big uh, emphasis or like trend this week to lose to the team you beat earlier in the season. And Bryant dug out that win against a very solid Binghamton squad. So I'm taking Bryant to win this one. I think they're going to win the America East and it'll be interesting to see where they do get placed in the national championship tournament if they win. Absolutely. I'm with you there. Um, I think this Bulldogs team is really good. I think they're really special. Um, Honestly, if they don't play, if they're not put in that play in game, I think whoever they play, they better watch out because you are getting a hot Bryant Bulldogs team and they are coming to play. Um, they're not, they're, they just have players, they have the coaches that just don't wince away from any games. Um, and they've proved that um, against top tier teams, Brown being one of them. Um, and just, they play hard, man. Um, I really like the Bulldogs here and uh, you know, wherever they get seated, I, I could be picking them for an upset. I will, I will echo all of what you guys said. I think the common lacrosse fan who doesn't really follow every team like we do will probably be like, Brian only beat Binghamton by one. That's not that impressive. But you don't realize how good this Binghamton Bearcats team was this year. That was an incredibly tough game for Bryant to win. Binghamton 
lost to Bryant close in the regular season, lost to Vermont close in the regular season. Like that was an exceptional Bearcat team, probably the best we've seen in a decade. So Bryant has been battle tested right now. And Albany, like just wasn't. I mean, yes, they had to work incredibly hard to shut down Vermont to four goals, but like it's not as though they had to fight for a comeback. They commanded that game from start to finish. So I like Bryant here as well. I, I think this team, as we're saying, is special. I think they are just too offensively prolific to be downed by Scotty Mars dogs one more time. But hell yeah, Albany. I mean, I think that it has to be the upset of the weekend for sure. Yes. Oh, yes. I completely agree. Moving on to our CAA championship game, we have the number three seed Stony Brook Seawolves playing against the number one seed Delaware Blue Hens. I'm taking Delaware. Uh, I am nowhere near as confident in them as I thought I would be going into this tournament um, about two weeks ago. Uh, their initial loss against Towson, yeah. I mean, like Voigt said, they definitely probably deserved a loss. But, oh my God, they scared the shit out of me again because they went down right away against Towson in this game in the first, like, 10 minutes in the first quarter. They were down 3-1, I think, or something like that. And I... They came back and they got the dub and they squeaked it out. But I don't like that Delaware. I don't know how high I'm going to be on them going into the national conference or national championship if they win this game. And Stony Brook, good for them. They dominated Drexel for about three and a half quarters in that game. That second half of the fourth quarter, though, they just fell apart apart and Drexel went on a 4-0 run to make that game look a lot more respectable than it really was. Um, ideally Stony Brook doesn't fall apart in this game, but if they do against Delaware, they're just not winning. They're simply not winning. And I don't even think they're going to win if they put together a full game. So I've got the blue hen, the, oh my God, the blue hens, 110% in this one. It's a really interesting case because I think most people would agree with you that they're going to take Delaware, but be a lot less confident in Delaware. I'm going to take the I'm going to take the flip side. I'm also going to take Delaware, but I think we're under us underestimating how important and tough that Delaware Towson game is for the Blue Hens. To have to play it back to back like as bad as Towson's record is, we've said month after month on our podcast how good that Towson Tigers team is and how non-reflective their record is of their capability. So in a playoff game, absolutely. Sean Natalin and his staff are going to make sure that Towson Tiger team comes ready to play that Delaware Blue Hen team. And so I actually feel better about Delaware that they went down, they came back, they learned how to win that that semifinal. And on the flip side, I picked, I picked Stony Brook. I'm glad they won. I think they deserve to win. I think they were just better than Drexel. But to your point, Drybin, I... My concerns with Stony Brook is that I just I don't think they're capable of putting together a full 60 minutes, whereas I think Delaware is. And I think in the course of very of a very important conference championship game, no less Stony Brook's first in this new conference, Delaware's experience here will probably lead them to victory. I do think it'll be probably the same scoreline as we've been seeing in the CAA, a 14 to 12, 15, 11 type of game. Uh, but this is going to be classic CAA mistakes on the field, but also followed by magic moments of offense. A really good contest. I think it is the best two teams, but I do think Delaware gets the AQ here. Okay, uh, yeah, Delaware certainly scared me. 
um, because I was at practice on Thursday, just kind of waiting for games to go by. And I saw that they were down three to three to nothing. I'm like, oh, my God, well, this just fits the entire day, doesn't it? Um, But certainly they proved that they can, you know, battle back late and win tight games, especially when they're down. Um, Very stoked for Stony Stony Brook, Um, you know, with Delaware giving me that bit of a scare on Thursday, I was a bit tentative to take them and almost took Stony Brook. But I told you guys before we started recording, I would feel better about taking Stony Brook if one of you two had taken them. (laughs) Um, I just don't feel confident going into that battle alone, but I could feel different tomorrow. Who knows? Um, So it's certainly going to be a great game. I think the Delaware Blue Hens just find a way to win it again. Um, I think they realize that they're a really good team and, you know, they've been through these peaks and valleys this year and uh, they're back to climbing the mountain. So I think this is a, their, their championship game to lose. And I think they just take, take it and win and go to the tournament. Next up, we have the big East championship. One of the few championships, I think the only championship between a one and a two seed across all conferences, we have Georgetown taking on Denver. Uh, and I think, Barring any weird things in the Ivy, and weird things have already happened in the Ivy, I think both Georgetown and Denver are in. One as an at-large and one as an AQ. Mm-hmm. I think their RPIs are high enough. I just think I think all signs are pointing to these two Big East teams getting in no matter what, and Villanova just not. That doesn't mean this game doesn't have importance. Georgetown has won four straight Big East championships. They're looking for five straight. Bill Tierney hasn't won a Big East championship since 2018, I think. That's a long time for a coach that great in a program as strong as Denver is. This is at Marquette. This is on grass. This is the most neutral site you can possibly think of between these two teams. When they played earlier, Georgetown kind of owned the matchup in D.C. I would be inclined to take Denver here because of a motion to get this one for Coach Tierney. But it is hard to pick against a Hoyas team that has won now 11 straight. We've been saying it week after week since they've gone on this win streak, but this Georgetown team is putting things together, right? I'm increasingly seeing people put them in their final four again. Like they have fallen and they have risen. And I do not think they let this one slip away. Do not get me wrong. Denver makes this one hell of a game, I think. But Georgetown has got something cooking again. I think if they win, they're probably a four seed, potentially. Uh, things are going on in D.C. with this Hoyas team. And I and I do like them here in this very closely contested Big East championship. Yeah, this is probably the one of the hardest games to pick right now on Saturday. Um just with everything that's been going on this year with Denver, um, just back and forth, wins and losses. And you got Georgetown, who hasn't lost since uh, um, that game against Notre Dame earlier in the year. Just think about that. Their last loss was in February. That's insane. Um, so they, I, I think it's just really hard to go against the Hoyas here. Um, it's certainly hard to go against Denver as well, but I think you uh, – just got to go with the lesser of two evils uh, and take the Hoyas. They've just been playing well. Their defense is solid. Bowen has been getting better and better each game. 
So uh, I think this is uh, Georgetown's Big East title, but certainly Denver uh, has a chance for that at-large bid. I will start my time with the very foreseeable fact that you guys decided to doubt tyranny. Yep. Oh, were you wrong? You made fun of me for doing it earlier this season, and I will pour it back on to both of you. <laughs> we that are being all said. <laughs> yes. That being said, uh, I, I honestly just do not see what you guys said. I agree with you. I'm picking Georgetown. I, I don't see how you can pick against this team right now. They are incredible. And honestly, like one of the main, if not the main reason for this is just because of my guy, Tucker Dordovic. I mean, the man posted 10 points against Providence and he has posted five points or more in all of Georgetown's last six games. The last time he scored less than five points was against Denver, actually, and he only scored two points. I This offense is humming right now, and I... I, I don't see it slowing down. I mean, they have so much momentum and everything's going for them. I, I like this Georgetown team a lot. Nothing against this Denver team. They look great. And I think they deserve to be in the tournament right now. But for this championship, I'm picking Georgetown. This next matchup I'm really excited for because I am so happy both of these teams won on yesterday. We have Michigan taking on Maryland in the Big Ten championship game. Uh, Michigan, what a hell of a season. Um, going six and six in the regular season, two and three in Big Ten uh, with their only wins against Maryland and Ohio State. And then they go on to beat Ohio State again, t- uh, beat the number one seed Penn State on Thursday. Um, they just look really good. And that, that game against Penn State was an awesome game to watch. It was so There was so much back and forth going on. Um, and you know, it didn't look like either team wanted to budge and that's just some great lacrosse that you love to see. Um, Maryland beat up so badly short stick. You got short stick D middies picking up poles and playing LSM. Uh, you got the freshman Will Schaller out there guarding Angelus in what seems like the biggest task he's ever had to face, um, in his lacrosse career. Um, and you know what? They they came out and played incredibly well. They went down early, three to nothing, and then just battled back. Played tough defense. Um, were diving in front of shots. Uh, it was awesome to see. Um, I really, really, really want Michigan to win this game, and I'm only really picking Maryland because I picked Maryland back in the first meeting, and I'm hoping Michigan j- can just prove me wrong again. Um, Granted, I love the Terps. I, I know that they're going to get in, um, and this would be a big, a huge Big Ten championship win. But, man, the the history with, you know, Michigan being such a young program, it would be so cool to see them in the tournament. Especially with how Yale just beat um, Cornell. So it looks like that at-large situation is also just folding for them. So it it really seems like more like Big Ten championship or bust right now. Voight, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I am also going to be taking Maryland this game. Um, 
And I will say to begin my comments, I agree. I would love for Michigan to win this game. I, I think they definitely have a chance to. Um, obviously, they beat Maryland in the regular season, so they have every possibility and every ability to upset and beat the Terps in the championship game. Um, I think it'd be great for them to make that tournament, and I think they honestly have a chance to beat any team in the country right now, the way they're playing. However, I am taking Maryland as well because of some of the things you said, Voight. You said you mentioned how inexperienced of a program Michigan is. This is their first, I mean, I think this was their first Big Ten like postseason win when they beat Ohio State in the yep. quarterfinals, right? Yep. Yeah, I they've this is completely uncharted territory for them as a team. I love that they've got juice. But this is Maryland we're talking about, and this is their bread and butter conference tournaments and big playoff games. We saw what they were able to do this past weekend or yesterday against Hopkins, and that was a fully loaded Hopkins team against, like you said, Voight, a battered Maryland defense. And after Hopkins jumped out to a 3-0 run, Maryland shut them down, and for the rest of, I would say, Maryland, I mean, Hopkins scored, what, three goals in the first five minutes? The 55 minutes for the rest of that game, Maryland only allowed six goals. So this defense did not skip a beat without Zapatello and without Geppert starting at that LSM position. It impressed the hell out of me. Their offense was clicking, and they were making up for a lack of one-on-one Dodgers by some of the best off-ball movement and off-ball goals I've seen all season. So Mm -hmm. this Maryland team looks primed and they look like a Maryland team. Like I, I can't find any part of myself to want to pick against Maryland in a big game like this with all of the experience that every single player on that team has excluding the, like only the freshmen haven't been in these games before every single other player has on that squad on Michigan, not a single player has been in this position before. So all of those factors coming in, I'm taking Maryland, and I am very confident that they're going to win this game. Boy, what does Emperor Palpatine say? Do it. Do it. Do it. We're doing it, gentlemen. (laughs) I'm taking the Michigan Wolverines, not just in a game. Not just in a playoff game, in a conference championship game. Let's be. Re- Let's just think for a second. The Big Ten has existed since what 2015. Could you imagine in seven or eight years, Michigan, a club team like a decade ago, would be in the Big Ten championship? That is yeah. unreal. That is awesome. And this team is special. In all sincerity, though, hyperbolics aside, I'm taking this Michigan team for one reason. They need to win. Mm -hmm. They have no shot of getting in, given how the conference tournaments and everything that we've seen today is gone. They have no shot of getting in right now at large. Their only shot is winning the AQ. This senior group, this team as a whole, has had one spectacular season, and no one in the country wants it to end, much less them. As hard as it is to beat the same team twice in the season, as we've been saying, 
I think Michigan does it just because they have to. It's a neutral site at Hopkins. They played first. They have a couple more hours of rest. It is an uphill battle. I grant you that. It is a bold pick. But I think this Wolverines team can do it. And I think them doing it and getting into the tournament, we've all said it, they can beat anyone right now. And I would not want to face Michigan in the tournament if they win tomorrow. Or, yeah, tomorrow. So I will leave it there and go Big Blue. This is shaping up to be like a storybook ending no matter how you look at it just with Michigan and their seniors and the heart that they've played with this season and the adversity and then you got Maryland who you know has played the villain for what it feels like since that Ohio State game and they're beat up they're vulnerable and this could be Michigan's time to take care of that opportunity and get that AQ it it's really it's really bringing storybook vibes um yeah, I'm super excited for this game. I'm super excited for all these games, man. It's going to be a great weekend. Moving on to our four Sunday matchups. We've got another little bit of an outlier, another ACC game. We've got Merrimack going to Duke. Merrimack still has that one last game that they planned because, and for all of you guys that may not know this yet, there was a huge thing about basketball because of it. Merrimack mm-hmm. was not eligible for the America East tournament this year because of their transition to D1. Yep. Hence, they in the game for this weekend. And that's why they're playing right now because they already knew even if they qualified for the America East tournament, they wouldn't play in it. So they've got this game against Duke on Sunday. It's at Duke. Great experience for the program for Merrimack. And it's just Duke playing another tune-up game before the tournament. That Duke. Duke's going to win. Yeah, same argument as the Notre Dame-North Carolina game. Duke is going to win this game because they just need to rack up the wins and keep winning games. Um, I really think they have a, um, one of the realer shots at that number one seed. So this is just a uh, another dub in the win column. No disrespect to Merrimack. No disrespect here at all. They've had a really cool season. They've been really fun. But... Let's be honest. This is a scrimmage game in May. It's what it is. And Duke is just trying to get guys in, trying to get a sense of what they want to do in the playoffs. Great great for everyone here. Um, But yes, the Duke Blue Devils are going to win. Um, We only have a couple of championship games today or on Sunday. First up, we have the ASUN Championship, the one and two seed, a rare occurrence here in, in the championship games this weekend. Uh, Utah is taking on Air Force. Uh, Air Force, you know, beat Robert Morris pretty handedly, 12 to four. Utah went through just a back and forth game with uh, Bellerman, which um, I didn't get a chance to see, but Dryband was texting us earlier today, just saying how great it was. I'm definitely gonna have to go back and watch that tomorrow. Um, I think this is just really easy, honestly. Um, I really like Utah in this game. Yes, Air Force uh, upset Jacksonville earlier uh, at the end of the year to get that two seed. Um, but I just don't know. I, I get that vibe from Utah that they they can just win games and win them handedly um, in the ASUN conference. Um, 
Yeah, I'm just not too big on Air Force, uh, you know, and but with the way that everything has been going this week, Air Force just might make me eat my words once again, and I wouldn't be surprised. You're right. I mean, this Air Force team has surprised us on more than one occasion this year. Uh, but I'm going to make an argument for Utah that I made about Richmond earlier, and that is do not underestimate the challenge that Utah had today against Bellarmine. Right. They got Bellarmine's finest. Bellarmine played a scrappy game against Mercer two days before, so it is incredible that they came out as energetic and as enthralled as they were to almost beat Utah. I mean, they took the lead multiple times in the fourth quarter by one, and Utah had to find their way back. So them winning by three does not do any justice to how close that game was. That game took a lot out of Utah. Air Force clearly didn't have much problem with Bobby Moe. But Utah's offense, even in a tough game against Bellarmine, still putting up 17. Like, this team is a lot like Maris. They can put goals on the board. And I still maintain that it's a team that I would not want to play in the national tournament. So, I think Utah avenges last year's really upsetting failed effort to win the A-Sun. And I think they get it this year. Um, They've been the clear best team in the conference all year. And I think they deserve it of a conference championship here. Yeah, I'll be quick. I'm also taking Utah on this one. Um, Like Voight said, I watched that entire Utah-Bellarmine game and it was a phenomenal matchup between two very good teams. They just kept going back and forth and no team, it just honestly seemed like neither team wanted to go up or down by more than one. It was Utah staying either up by one goal or being even and Bellarmine either being down by one goal or tying it back up. I It was a really good matchup. Um, Utah in the last 10 minutes of the game impressed me a lot because Bradbury, their leading point scorer this season, he went down with an ankle or knee injury, I think. Um, but he went down and Utah came through and went on a 3-0 run at the end of the game to lock, like, to lock up that game and close it out. And if they can produce that many points. One of their best players was uh, Ryan Stein, one of their, I think the freshman of the year for the ASUN. He played phenomenally for them today. Um, it's just a really good team. They've got a lot of pieces on offense that can all produce well for them. And I, I think they're going to win. And honestly, I think this season, I don't know how far they'll go in the national championship, but I think it only helps them for next season because if you guys look at their roster, like the top six point scores they have are juniors and under. So this Utah team next year, oh my God, watch out for them. Next up, we have the Ivy League Championship, which has not been settled yet, but we are certainly not staying up this late at night to record after the end of the second Ivy semifinal. I have it on ESPNU right now. It is the first quarter. Penn is up two to one. This is going to be a very close game between Penn and Princeton. Who knows? Who knows? I'm glad you said it was 2-1 because my stream had it at 2-0. And I found out about that goal before it happened. There you go. Uh, On the flip side, though, let's let's touch base real quick. Um, Yale took it to Cornell in a very similar way that Cornell took it to Yale earlier in the year, thus continuing the point of 
take the team that beat the other team early in the year. Like, I don't know why we're still going against that right now. We probably shouldn't, but like, it seems to be working. Uh, as I say that, Princeton ties it up two to two. Mm-hmm. Stop it. You know that my stream is behind you. <laughs> Don't say these things. I am not on the same page as you. God I won't I won't it. give any more updates. Just know it's a close game. Okay. We're going to have to <laughs> extrapolate you, here. We're not going to have to extrapolate uh, because Yale's in and we don't know about Penn and Princeton yet. So here's what I'll say. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be taking Yale. I'm pretty sure. And it doesn't really matter if it's Penn or Princeton. Um, if it's Penn, I'd be more inclined to take Penn. If it's Princeton, I'd be more inclined to take Yale. But I think Yale in either sense, just because I think we're seeing Andy Shea play off Yale. Yep. It is a different caliber of lacrosse. They've figured out the defense, it seems like, or in the least, their offense has gotten back to, we're just going to score more goals than them and we'll be fine. Uh, Yale winning the semifinal game against Cornell punched their ticket. They're good to go. Their RPI is high enough. Doesn't matter about this Ivy championship. They're absolutely in for me. Uh, I know we said a week ago that they shouldn't be, but winning this, they're in. They have to be. I mean, the committee values RPI too much. Extended that though, Yale is just, they figured something out clearly. And Conference championships are all about momentum. And can you string together two great games in three days? I think Yale's the one to do it. Though if Penn wins this game, I could see the Quakers spoiling upset. So for now, I'll leave it with Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I just think that, you know, no matter what happens in the Penn-Princeton game, I think Yale is just going to come out and blow the doors off of either, either one. Um, especially with the way both of those games went for them earlier this year. They lost 23-10 to 10 to Princeton, uh, lost by one goal to Penn. Um, so, yeah, no, Yale, Yale's 8-4, um, but they're, they're, such, they're a much better team than what I think they were earlier in the season. I mean, they routed off five or six straight. Uh, they look really good. Um, I mean, they just put up 22 goals on Cornell, who has been – what who's been the team that we've said all year has been the most consistent in the Ivy League. Um, so, yeah, I really like the Bulldogs here. No matter what, I may feel different depending on, you know, what I see from Princeton or Penn. Actually, no, uh, more more so Princeton. If Princeton wins this game and convinces me, I might switch to Princeton. I don't think no matter what happens, um, if Penn wins this game, I think Yale is going to blow the doors right off of them. I am of the same coin, Voight, except I am even higher on Princeton than you are. Right now, I am taking Princeton, very well knowing that this game is only halfway through the first quarter. Um, Yes, Yale played amazingly against, oh, now it's 3-2 Princeton. I'll give the updates this time. Yeah, we Um, knew that. All right. Some of us are watching live TV. I'm trying my best. I... I, this Princeton team is playing for their life. They do not get in unless they win this AQ. This Yale team has a glimmer of hope now from at large. 
after beating Cornell. Like they just do. They simply do. And their RPI, like you said, Glazer, is high enough that honestly, like they're probably more likely than not to get one right now. So Dryban, essentially you're saying that for you, you're my version of Prince my version of Michigan is your Princeton. Correct. Yes. Basically. I think Princeton knows that they need it. And I think today there are so many Yale had, I think Carcaterra said it in the first half that out of like the first 12 goal, like out of the 12 goals that Yale scored in the first half, seven of them came off of face-offs one right away. There was no possession change. Oh. Yale just scored. And oh, no. I think because of that, I, I just like, I think Princeton's going to see that and say, okay, we can't let them just score off of fate, like off of fast breaks, no break goals. Like I I feel like Princeton's going to be tuned towards that, I guess. And like have an idea that that's what Cornell, I mean, Yale's game plan is. And I just don't see Yale putting up 22 goals against Princeton. Uh, Yes, they definitely can score more than 15 don't get me wrong, but I don't see them doing the same thing they just did to Cornell to this team. I think Cornell just came in flat-footed and just seemed like they didn't really have a big plan and just assumed they were going to win. Hence why I think Princeton's going to take care of Penn tonight because they have to, and I think they're going to take care of Yale on Sunday because they have to. Quick question, Dryban, just for the listeners. Let's say Penn wins this game. Are you taking Yale? Yes, 110%. Gotcha. Okay. I do not like Penn. I am a stout anti-pen fan can we close this out before we close out can we just talk about how bad there it might just be me but how bad pens red helmets are like they just i to me they look like an eyesore call me crazy though they're not my favorite it's okay boy everything about pens bad Uh, yes i agree with you uh yeah all righty last game um Similar to the Ivy League championship, uh, we only have one team in the Patriot League so far, um, but the Army-Lehigh game's closing out right now. There's about a little under five minutes left. Uh, Army just, uh, I think, scored the the ice goal to put it away. They're up 16-12. to 12. They were um, up 12-6 to 6 at halftime, but, it, they, but Lehigh rattled back and made it 12-9. to 9 after the third quarter and army did not look great, but they put together a pretty solid fourth quarter so far to keep that lead. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about Loyola cause I'm sure Glazer has a lot to say, but Oh my God, I will just say that that game against Boston was an awesome game to watch. Um, I had never flipped from being so mad at Boston to being so happy for Loyola so quick. Um, it it was just great to see. Great to see Charlie Toomey um, bringing his guys together. Um, as far as this game goes, uh, assuming that Army, you know, holds this four-goal lead, I really like Army against Loyola on Sunday. Um, if Lehigh somehow just pulls the ultimate Cinderella story and wins out, I might take Loyola, but um, that's neither here nor there. But, yes, uh, take it away, uh, dry band. I am going to keep this very quick and just say Loyola can not keep getting away with this. Navy <laughs> fumbled the bag. Boston fumbled the bag. Army just put this team out of their misery. These players are begging to go home and enjoy their nice little summer vacation. 
I'm taking Army to win this game. You're that you're that Breaking Bad meme where with Aaron Paul just saying he can't keep getting away with it. He can't. Well, Loyola can't. They they. I don't know how they're. I'm not gonna. I yeah. No, Army needs to win this game. They they simply have to. I'm just saying that meme is going into the vaults for our future social media endeavors. I have a list, by the way. Speaking of memes, I think the meme that I love right now is the Elmo with the fire backdrop (laughs) with just chaos. Because you can substitute that little Elmo with the Loyola Greyhound, and it's the exact same vibe. Absolutely. Look at me. I'm the fraud. I get up on my pulpit week after week and take Loyola, and I say, I am thankful they beat Navy, but I do not think they beat BU. They're not good enough. And we looked so right when they were down 8-1. to one. Like, yep, Loyola's just not it. Gentlemen, they are. They are. But I'm going to be a fraud again. Do it. I'm going to be a fraud again. I'm going to take <laughs> Army. Like, I, I, I don't like Drivand. As much as I want to see Loyola win, I don't know how they can keep winning. I, I just don't. Like, it, it confuses me. And I'm more taking Army now as this game is entering four minutes to go. And they're up by four. I'm more taking Army because of how good of a season this Black Knights team has had. And how unfortunate it is that the RPI and otherwise will prevent them from getting in if they don't win the AQ. I think Army uh, deserves a a chance to be in the national tournament. I do. As much as I love Loyola, I just don't think they, I don't think they are there yet. They're just, they're getting away with malarkey, as Dryband says. Um, (laughs) They they just, they really are. And I, I think in a championship game, yes, all bets are off. But man, does Army really want this one? And um, did you oh, almost see that goalie? I almost just saw that goalie goal from Lehigh. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. It was not a Lehigh did score, so it's three goals with three minutes to play. Um, but yeah, I'll close it out by taking Army. If Loyola wins, I will absolutely be taking them in the first round of the national playoffs. I can guarantee it right now. Boo, boo, boo. Uh, we will leave it there with Dryman booing the Loyola Greyhounds and Charlie Toomey. I hope Coach Toomey listens to this and detests you for it. <laughs> um, any uh, any D3 matchups that we're aware of yet? Uh, Gettysburg lost a heartbreaker in the conference semis to Swarthmore 12-11. No way. I do think they still get in at an at-large bid. How's Georgia Tech, Dryman? They, they play seen. on Monday, May 8th. They play, uh, oh God, who they play first round? Um, Texas. They play Texas. That's hmm. right. Should be Boy, Lynchburg walk. took care of business yesterday against Roanoke. Oh, Speaking of was, goalie goals. Yes, that was, uh, that was a little touch and go. I was uh, texting back and forth with my mom and my dad who were at the game, and it was very stressful, but... Very happy for the boys and that they pulled it out. Um, they play WNL in the ODAC championship tomorrow at five. Um, so it'll be going on right around the time, the same time as the Big Ten game. But 
I'm super stoked for my guys. I'm super stoked for my brother and this team. Uh, they've been through a lot this year. Um, just glad to see them win. Um, Shout out number two on Lynchburg. Yes, sir. We're getting that ice goal, baby. Icers. Icers, indeed. We love icers. All right. Well, I think that's it, boys. Anything else? Nope. We will be back uh, next week for a preview of the first round of the national tournament. Um, This was a big week for us. We thank everyone who has listened to both episodes. We hope you have enjoyed the extended coverage of conference uh, week and enjoy the selection show. Yeah. All I can say is that the chaos will continue.